0: Hello, everyone. We welcome you to our Sunday morning roundtable discussion. We're so glad you're here this morning, and we are recording from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, in the United States of America. And our subject today is Christian Science. And we will begin with our morning prayer.
1: I'm reading from page one eighty-seven of miscellany. May the divine light of Christian science that lighted every enlightened thought, illumine your faith and understanding, exclude all darkness or doubt, and signal the perfect path wherein to walk, the perfect principle whereby to demonstrate the perfect man and the perfect law of God. In the words of St. Paul now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned And St. John says for this is the message that ye heard from the beginning that ye, we should love one another. May the grace and love of God, be and abide with you all. Mary Baker, Eddie.
0: Thank you very much. Okay, the watching point.
2: Watch number 375. Watch that you keep the goal of science in mind. Mrs. Eddy said, quote, When you are a good healer, You are all you can be. Do you understand that," end quote. She said this partly to antidote the ambition of students who want to become lecturers, teachers, and high officials under the impression that such positions indicate the greatest growth in spirituality and usefulness. A good healer is one who has gained the ability to demonstrate so successfully that, through his work, the mesmerism that holds mortals melts away, and they find themselves the image and likeness of God, which they have been all the time in reality. What higher goal could Mrs. Eddy set before her followers? This is the goal God expects us all
0: to attain. Thank you. All right, comments.
3: I think this uh, helped cleanse my thoughts some more of uh, what I picked up uh, under the organization is this human sense of all these offices and positions. And really, it's seen as God's sees and that's why we all have to attain it. Whether you're listed or not, we all have to... Help to practice it and it, it kind of washes away that sense that we have to obtain anything humanly
4: thank you so that helped a lot
5: well jesus made himself of no reputation so that stands the reason we should not be trying to do <laughs> the you. opposite of that and mrs eddie in her life you know she learned to heal and but then you know, she was able to do all these things, but it's still on the back of that.
1: So. Yes. I think I think the desire or the wish to be a lecturer, teacher, or high official has self in it. Whereas, the, you know, just to be able to be a reflection, to be what God made us, which is the image and likeness of himself, does have a meekness that can be used by God. Beautiful. Thank you. Absolutely
0: right. I am truly grateful in this church that this, you know, it doesn't really exist. Whatever, whatever places people achieve, if you want to use that word, earn, it it comes solely through demonstration um, and People get put into different positions or places because of what they're doing, where their love is. As as, uh, Lawrence says, their work to be the image and likeness of God. You are all practitioners. Once you take up the science, you become it. When people come to you for help, you should help them. You have the experience. And if you don't, you should get it. Strive for it. Work for it. Um, Mrs. Evans used to say, you don't get into the practice, the practice gets into you. I, I think it's partly why Mrs. Eddy in the manual had the estoppel clauses, so a lot of these positions were no longer. They needed her signature to continue. When you think about it, we have the greatest teachers in the world in this church, first and foremost, of course, Christ Jesus and Mrs. Eddy but then those who were taught by her. Our teachers are Martha Wilcox, Edward Kimball, Bicknell Young, these wonderful teachers. Um, and we have, thank God, we have their association addresses to work with. I, I thank God that we don't have some, go someplace, you know, two weeks for class instruction or that you've got to, you know, go every year to your association address. Or I don't even know what they do in the organization. But I'm grateful we can be free of that as possible. We, of course, have to have some structure, but as little as possible.
6: And part of it gets down to, you know, where do you think your strength comes from anyway? Where do you think your knowledge comes from anyway? Does it come from your brain and your muscles? Or does it come from God? who made you, created you, and ultimately governs you anyway. So if you recognize that, you let God place you. You let God work through you. And that is how you achieve the greatest happiness, security, confidence, whatever you, you know, whatever you need, That is how you gain
2: it. Mrs. Mary also said, "Teach. We teach by healing. That's the that's the greatest teacher is the healing. And we wouldn't be talking about any of this today if it hadn't been for Christ Jesus, His healing work, His demonstrations, and Mary Baker Eddy. It was all because they healed, not just the words that they spoke, but the the healings and the demonstrations." That's why we're still talking
0: about them today. You teach by healing and you heal by teaching. by teaching. And that was one of the big differences that Mrs. Evans gave because she did teach. She didn't just you call for help. It wasn't sit back and enjoy the luxury of a Christian science treatment. She demanded, she taught, she taught from her own experiences, and that's how that's how you become a healer by spending time with those who do heal and it's it's an apprenticeship as it was in the bible days the mantle gets given to you who was trying to talk
4: it was misery okay. okay. i just wanted to say that you're so right about that and i've been feeling this lately i spent a week looking at her spiritual footsteps again I read it before I can see the marks, but it's as if I'm just hearing it and learning it with a different sense of demonstration. So uh, what we've just talked about is true because people remember uh, art is not by their lives, but by the work they uh, leave. And they remember healers by the work that they left. If Jesus had only spoken, we wouldn't be talking about him.
0: (laughs) Thank you. That's it. And, you know, the example that you give example that you give the world, that's the greatest thing we have to give. I have um, mentioned before uh, the book, The Boys in the Boat. It was something Tony told me about a while ago. It is such a good book, and now it's a movie, and the movie is good too. It highlights the book anyway. But in, in that book, which was a bestseller on the New York Times um, for probably a long time, it has about two or three pages in which it truly it bashes Christian science very unfortunately because the girlfriend of the main person in the book, uh, you know she had a, a, a mother who didn't understand the science and
6: but, it ta- but claimed to
0: Claimed to. And so these few pages and, and thank God George Clooney did not dwell on that in the movie. Thank God for that. Thank God. But it will probably draw more people to read the book. And, and so how do you how do you combat that when millions, millions, literally millions of people re- reading this book and reading this impression of Christian science and supposedly a firsthand description of it? Because they were Christian scientists, quote, unquote. Um, the, the only way I know of is to be the example that disproves those lies I mean, it's unfortunate she didn't understand the science. So many don't. They have a very superficial sense of it. I'm sure she was trying to do the right thing in whatever she was doing, but it's it's all around. And this is why it's the fewness and faithfulness of its followers, because so many people hear this negative stuff about our beloved Christian science. So we must counteract that with who and what we are our examples our living examples we don't stay holed up in our home never going out but we are a shining light to all people and when they find out what is it about us that makes us this way we can tell them and tell them what it truly is and dispel this this false sense of it
5: and that will work because I had a mom who did not understand That's Exactly science, right. and it was through meeting Mary and Gary that I thought these people are just, you know, normal, intelligent, funny people. Maybe it's just my mom, <laughs>
6: <laughs> you know. and sure enough, it was like bingo.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. So thank you for that, and it it will work, and it does work, and it's it's one with God as a majority. So numbers aren't what matters, but the living, palpitating truth, and over and over and over again, let science and health go out and do its work, the purity of science and health, it's untainted by human hypotheses, mm-hmm. as <laughs> Gary reads on mm-hmm. Sunday, and authorized mm-hmm. by—Florence,
1: mm-hmm. did you want to speak? Oh, no, no, I I was just in my throat, Sorry. <laughs> Well, you're welcome to well, well now uh, I'll say something later. The, Mrs. Eddie says on what, page 187 actually that's what I was going to read too He says I let the Bible and the Christian science textbook preach the gospel which heals the sick and enlightens the people's sense of Christian science so she's and given us what it is that we need in order to understand the science
0: so. it's all there it's all there Thank God, and what a treasure we have. Oh, my goodness, during these trying times, and I guess they've always been trying times, but thank God for Christian science.
7: Uh, I think there's something else that needs to be said about that. I did read the book, and the objection was that this relative who spouted off Christian science was making absolute statements in a very callous, cold, and unloving manner, and that was what was objectionable. I mean, there are absolute truths, but what's our part? To be a light of living love, that is our part. A little wisdom and compassion for people goes a long ways and it will make the truth very
6: appealing to those that see that sort of thing.
0: Thank you. Thank you,
6: yeah. Yeah. And we need to remember, it's not the letter that heals. It's the spirit of love. That heals, because the letter killeth.
0: The letter killeth, and all of this is a human mind. And usually, when people do this, uh, make these absolute statements of truth, it's often fear motivated. It's not love. Um, it's fear behind it, and and that that's a human mind, and that
4: killeth.
5: <laughs> when, when I early on, when I was in graphic arts, I would have to talk to people to try to get them to understand different things about the art they were trying to get. And I didn't have many skills with people then. So when I got into a corner, I would get overly technical about it. And, th- and then they would just be like, okay, I guess we're done. <laughs> and that's what I feel about the absolutes. Like if you're just laying that on someone without any wisdom or compassion behind it, you're, you're back in the corner and you know
6: it. So you're just like, here you go. That's it. So, Thank you. Well, and also, I think it, it, it's been my experience with people who are studying Christian Science that people who overly spout the absolute statements do so because they don't really understand them. I
3: agree. They,
6: they've never they've never proven those statements of fact to themselves. If they if they had, they, they would have spoken with love and compassion instead of spouting absolute statements. And possibly. and yeah, so when
3: you're listening, you know what level the person you're on is on, and and that's how you speak to them on that level, right? Otherwise, you just turn them off. Exactly.
8: Thank you. That's, Thank yeah, you. you need them. Yeah. Well, that's why Jesus mm-hmm. used parables. I mean, he could have just talked in absolute terms. No one would have understood him.
0: That's, of That's right. That statement, remember who your, Remember your audience. That's why the lectures can be so helpful because the lectures are very simple and explain it in a beautiful way. And I often find, too, let it relate to yourself. What have you proved when you talk to other people? What, what have you done with it? How did it help you? that's hugely important.
6: And that's why our testimony meetings are so important. Yes. Because yeah. they should be testimonies of how, how how God helped did something good for you. That our, our testimony meetings should not be lectures sure. on Christian science.
0: Yeah, thank you.
6: <laughs> yeah, our long long quotes.
0: Yeah, long quotes, no long quotes, no lectures. Um What has it done for you in simple terms? Remember, you're not just speaking to people in the church. You have your testimony aimed for those who maybe know nothing of it. That's why to say these absolute statements in your testimony without any explanation can just be a huge turnoff. Um, Everything we do is from the standpoint of love.
3: The
5: last time my son was in church was during a Wednesday testimony meeting and he was going to give a testimony, he told me afterwards, but somebody gave a testimony and they were giving long quotes and it made him feel like we wouldn't appreciate what he had to say, so he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time. Mm-hmm. Was- Thank you.
0: There's, there's your example. Okay. Well,
8: you know, We're on YouTube. I mean, we're on YouTube. I mean, that's, that's the entire world. Exactly.
0: Thank you. The yeah. entire
8: world is listening, so and that know, it needs to be heard. I, I pray, I, I pray that people find us on YouTube.
6: I mean, I, I really do. That's
0: and that's where do. people go, and they, yeah, do. they do. They do. Yeah.
6: Yeah. I think we 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 now have found out that most of the people who have found us have found us through YouTube. Yes. Yeah. They
0: they would
6: say so too. That, see, and that should be the audience that we speak to when we give a testimony. Yeah, all the
8: receptive thoughts up
0: there. Yeah, the millions of unprejudiced minds. So,
8: simple seekers for truth.
0: Thank you. Yes.
8: And, and Jeremy's got it set up where we're live streaming on YouTube. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, we are. Yep, it's live.
5: Hello, everyone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello, everyone. And dear how dear everyone is to us. All right. Subject Christian Science Golden Text, Jeremy.
5: John. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free.
0: This is a, a beautiful lesson on freedom and truly how do we obtain it except through Christian science? Because as Mrs. Eddy says, and we all know, it's not obtained through bayonet, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can't force people. uh, Freedom is not won through human warfare, not with bayonet and blood, but through Christ's divine science. And it's so important that the freedom is linked to love, which we'll talk about further. But in this golden text, and this was an article from Kerry, which is called Infinite Traits and in True Manhood by F.J. Fluno, 1887 journal. We may not strive to make ourselves free, but to know ourselves free. We need not strive to make ourselves better, but to know ourselves better. Not to make ourselves perfect, but to know ourselves perfect. We cannot, quote, add one cubit to our stature, end quote. So I thought that was very beautiful because truly I know I spent a lot of time striving to be a certain way, making myself change. And I mean, I guess there's some truth to that, but it's only to going back to the knowing, knowing it. So how do you get where you know it? Repetition.
1: Pardon me? Repetition. Repetition. Okay. Yeah.
6: Well, and that that is, that is where we strive. Yeah. Strive to know the truth. And you have to repeat it to yourself because the world is telling you all kinds of other crap all along. So the strife needs to be in being persistent, being disciplined by holding thoughts steadfastly to the enduring, the good and the true. I mean, that requires work. And, and, but you
9: have
6: to start with humility.
9: If you're not listening to God, you go off this proud thing, and that's not a
0: Thank you very much. It exactly. has to be the humble, the humble in heart hearing it. Um, mm-hmm. Shardell, did you want to say something?
3: Oh, I was just, you read my thoughts? It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's so beautiful, you know. And, uh, and I, I, I wasn't raised in science. But I knew, I knew. And I, and, and I, I found out something about myself. And that's, I love that, that what Curry said, it is the knowing. It's the knowing. It's, it is the knowing. And mm-hmm. it, we, we can get there. You know, it, sometimes it's very gentle and it's slow for some of us, but we do know.
0: And, and to me, some of the knowing goes with the proving. You prove it for yourself because then you know, once you know two plus two is four, you know it's four. You've counted those sticks. You know it's four. You know, and you could never be fooled by the two plus two is five. You know, that's a lie. So all day long, you have moments to prove this science to yourself all day, every moment you're proving it and sooner or later in the proving of it you will begin to know it and nothing will take you off and people who have left they haven't really known it they've hoped it maybe or but they haven't known it
6: and and there's one other thing because when you're new to science and you declare the truth with your whole heart it does heal Right, it does change your life. But there are and that is why it's so essential to never ever forget what God has done for you. <clears throat> and Mrs. Eddy says that, you know, um, at some point when someone is healed in science, that they need to be taught that it was, you know, they need to understand that it was the science that healed them. Because we, there are a lot of people who, they have a healing, and they think, wow, this is cool. And then the, what, what happens so often?
3: They go along their way. Back
6: to
5: what yeah. happened anyway.
6: They, yeah, they become comfortable in their matter. Or as Mrs. Eddy says, they go back to their vomit. Yeah, with a shallow,
3: shallow
6: and then, Yeah, and, and, and they... And then, and then the devil comes along and says, "Well, that wouldn't happened. You know, you'd have been <laughs> would have anyway. And you know, so, so, so now you're free to go off and live whatever life you want to live. Or, you know, it, it, the devil will come along and try to make you forget what it was that that healed you. And the reason the devil comes along and tries to suggest that to you is because what you learn in science destroys the power of the devil because the devil doesn't have any power other to the, other than to suggest and that's why we have to be so alert to the to the suggestions around us and i think that's and why every
3: I... time you correct those false suggestions in your thought you increase your knowing
0: Yes, you
6: do. exactly.
0: Yes, you do.
7: And I was just going to say, like Paul said in the lesson, to stand fast in the liberty that Christ gave us, but not to use it for an occasion of the flesh. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you very clear about where we stand fast with something.
0: Thank you. And that leads us into Nancy's contribution.
4: Nancy? Yes.
10: Yes. Um, I wrote about uh, Galatians uh, for brother brethren, you have been called unto liberty, Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. And in Benson's commentary, it says, Ye have been called by the gospel into liberty from the bondage of the Mosaic ceremonies, as well as of sin and misery. Only use not liberty for an occasion of the flesh, so as to nourish or gratify any corrupt principle in yourselves or others, but by love serve one another. Use your liberty as may best manifest your love to your neighbor, seeking his edification, or at least doing nothing contrary thereto, and hereby show that Christ has made you free indeed." For all the law with which we believers in Christ have any concern is fulfilled in one word or precept, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, inasmuch as none can do this without loving God, and the love of God and man includes all perfection. And I really liked, I found a little article on Bible Hub, The Liberty of Love. The nature of this liberty, this liberty is freedom from the burden of a religion of ordinances. It is liberty from the moral law as the awakener of sin and from the fear of its punishment, which is death. To keep this liberty pure, we should know its dangers and avoid them. It may be so used as to follow the lower nature to allow the lower Lower nature to rule as an occasion to the flesh. We are free from ceremonies, but we cannot live without some form. Spiritual life left to silence, unsymbolized, unused, fades away. Our liberty from coercive law is produced in us by a love which obeys the law. If we do not love to obey, we are not in Christian liberty at all. St. Paul calls such despisers of law the servants of sin. The use of freedom must be in subordination to love. It is the habit of many to placard their freedom, to violate the scruples of others. What sort of Christianity is that which uses the freedom of Christ to do violence to the love of Christ? The rule is, use your liberty, not for your own gratification but for the good of others. Liberty is not a principle of action. It is a mode of action. Love is its principle, and love is the test which tells whether we are free or enslaved. Wow, that is really That's beautiful.
0: Yeah.
10: I Thank really loved it. I was so happy I found it.
0: That is very inspired because, yes, Freedom is in the hearts of all of us. You know, everyone, everyone yearns to be free. And yet, if it's without love, it falls back into slavery. And again, that's the, the human mind, because without love, we, we are in the human mind. And, and the human mind is despotic. The human mind, as uh, an odd thing to me, but it, it loves to enslave. I mean, it, that's what it does. It's a bully, it enslaves you in your own thinking. It it everywhere it goes, it, it controls and tries to enslave. It's a sign that the human mind is is uh in residence. And it must be avoided at all costs. So um, thank you. That was beautiful. You're I welcome. I I know I've um told you I've been in, loving to study our American history, which I was never Terribly interested in before, and to find out, you know, who our founding fathers were and what their real thoughts were, um, because a lot is being said now about various people, and the majority of them were abolitionists. They were, and some who weren't became abolitionists, as in the case of Ben Franklin, but John Jay, who was an abolitionist and was the first. Supreme Court.
6: Um, so he was the first yes. uh, head of the Supreme
0: Court,
6: yes. Chief Justice. Chief yes, Justice. Chief Justice.
0: Very wise man. I'm going to read a biography on him next, I think. But anyway, one of his quotes is that men should pray and fight for their own freedom and yet keep others in slavery is certainly acting a very inconsistent, as well as unjust, and perhaps impious part. Mm-hmm. But the history of mankind is filled with instances of human improprieties. So, you know, America is still in the throes of finding the Christ truth which frees all mankind and which the, the human mind is verboten. <laughs> and we have, just as, as uh, Nancy read, love with liberty. And not used as an occasion to put burdens and bondage on our neighbors, but to set all men free. And thank God we have Christian science, because what other answer is there? And it's certainly not just America. I mean, my goodness, slavery's gone on for ages.
6: All over the world.
0: All over the world, yes. It's it's, Again, the sign the carnal mind is in operation.
1: Anyone must The the whole world is in prison, is imprisoned or in bondage with the beliefs of sickness, sin, and death. So the freedom will come only from, and I think it's Christian science really. That's all. It will give us all the freedom we need. It will. um,
4: Okay, Sari. um, Yeah, what I was thinking about, we've been hearing a lot in the news about uh, scandals in the U S and the hip hop movement. And I was just thinking without God, how do people believe in going forward? Everyone must be free. And when music comes from God, it comes with love. So if this music comes from love. Nobody could try to ever do anything, but express God towards each and every idea. And this has to change this belief That uh, art or music is tainted by uh, corruption and false greed and power because that's not what God is about. And art and music are all expressions that everybody has because it comes from God, just like healing. We are all, when we demonstrate that, then we're demonstrating God. We just have to become more humble.
0: Thank you. And we can know that these things have no attraction and Hollywood can't figure it out because, you know, things like the Chosen and even the boys in the boat, they're the ones that are making (laughs) everyone's going to them in droves because thank God we can see something happy and positive and healing and not be subjected to all this negative, wearisome. Who wants to sit for two or three hours and watch fighting and wars and all kinds of things? So, So thank God we're knowing there is no attraction to these things that only only um, make us feel worse and and have the carnal ro- mind in residence but things that will release us from this bondage Craig?
9: people want to feel like they're alive and stirred our church does that more than hear these testimonies and and <clears throat> and, and these great works you know they feel like they're they release more and they they have a the power it, it empowers them to be to, to do make to make a step to change not just to sit and watch like an observer to what's going on and i love that because never before had i felt like i had an option <laughs> you know yeah. but you're here and we can we can go to god and expect to have a direction given to us and And when we do it all together, it just seems even more clearly we know the right thing to do.
0: You're right. That's right. Anyone else who was trying to speak? Well, the liberty for all mankind and the peace for the the world is something we pray for. It's why we do the watching and the knowing and doing it in unity. As we've learned, there's a tremendous power. And the responsive reading, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people. And Christian science is known to be the comforter. And Carrie reminded me, and this is something beautiful. I actually have it framed um, by A.E. Hamilton. It's in Retrospection and Introspection. Ask God to give thee skill and comfort's art, that thou mayest consecrated be and set apart unto a life of sympathy for heavy is the weight of ill on every heart and comforters are needed much of Christ like touch. And that is what that is the living example we express. But at times when we have to be a little fiery and rebuke an error, we do that as well. But with great love.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's love too. That's oh, the most is. Love. love. Yes it is. Every once in a while I get, you know, people telling me that they like it when I just speak all the loving things. But if I ever mention anything about the organization, well, please, they don't want to hear that. Well, actually, that's even what they told Mrs. Eddie, isn't it? They just just tell us about love. No, who's telling of the foe in ambush? It must be brought out, not in any hatred or vindictive way, but to expose an error that's gone on for a long time. Out of
6: love for who you're speaking to.
0: Yes, yes. I certainly didn't know about it till we ran into it. So it needs to be exposed in order to be healed. So
8: gonna say, you know, earlier you were asking, you know, how do we uh, prove or prove or demonstrate or make Christian science, you know, understandable to us? Well, at some point you've got to go through a trial, you know, if, if, if you just simply hold to the absolute and no trials come your way, which is Im- impossible, you will have trials, you really, you really haven't had a chance to be tested. So if you're someone who is halfway with Plainfield and halfway within the organization yes. as I was, you should be open to the trial that will come to you. Exactly in that so trot, in that
0: trot. what's that? Ex- they are proofs of God's care. Yes, <laughs> the trials are. Yes, yeah. Right, and
8: you know, you might be thinking, "Well, I don't want to give up my church. I don't want to give up my friends. I don't want to give up all the the fun lunches I do after after church." Well, you might you might want to check your motives. You okay. know. Tell <laughs> me.
0: I I know and and that is true most of the people that make this comment if not all are those who do have a foot in the organization and I'm finding many more of them are listening to us and that's great they're welcome to and let there be no strife between us and and them no strife and I'm not doing this out of animosity but it's it's part of the organization not to want to hear anything unpleasant and, and that was the way I was before I went, met Mrs. Evans. And she taught me, you must be able to face the arrow to destroy it. The reason I didn't want to hear anything unpleasant was because I was afraid of it. And the fear must be uncovered, removed, and healed with the peace and love of God.
6: As Moses had to grab the serpent by the tail. And Mrs. Eddy implores us, you know, several places she says, You know, at first, she healed just by knowing the truth. But after a while, she had to go down into the depths of animal magnetism to learn how to handle it. And she says to her students, and you have to do that, too. She said, for 40 years, I have handled animal magnetism, and now you have to do it. We have no choice if we want to be scientists. And thank you, Tony, for pointing that out, because... This is a science. I mean, think of mathematics. Who, who could call themselves a mathematician if they never took a math test?
4: Mm-hmm. Right?
6: If they just read the textbook and said, okay, I've read it. Now I know it. Well, hello. I'm Take that they just have it on their bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, they have it on their bookshelf, and they, you know, they, they think that they maybe inherited it from their father who was a mathematician or their mother who was a mathematician or something like that. Sorry. You don't inherit it. Earn it. I think
0: that's why... Hold it. Florence, go ahead.
1: No, I said that's why the, the superficial knowing of science, so many... Just yep. know it superficially. If you haven't had the test, you haven't had a test of your sincerity to show deeply how much of science you actually know.
0: Thank you, okay. yes. Or if you lean too much on the practitioner. There's mm-hmm. someone recently who just said, oh, they've lost their faith in science because the healing that they want, have been seeking um, hasn't come about yet, although they've had many other healings. Uh, to me, that told me that, well, she's not just lost her faith, she's lost her gratitude. Because once you lose your gratitude, you will lose your faith.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: So, If um,
6: you come for the loaves and the fishes, yes, yes, sorry.
0: If you come for the loaves and fishes, yes, that's what will happen. And also, you lean too much on someone else doing the work for you that you haven't grown deeply the way you should. Or you could never leave this, never. It's impossible. Yes. He's even the di- disciples, where can I go? Where can I go? So now anyone else that was trying to speak in there? Yeah,
2: I was right. going to say um, to your point, it, it's been astonishing to me about telling the truth about the organization. It's like, you know, the organization, Christian science isn't circling the drain as an organization because they're doing everything right. And that's <laughs> what just kills me about my friends that are still in the organization. It's like, you're you're doing the definition of insanity. You're doing all the things that are causing, you're, you're going along the same path that's causing it to just absolutely spiral and die. And then when someone brings up something different, you know, it's like, oh, no, no, no. You know, and just looking at me like I've got a third eye or something. And, you know, yeah. someone's got to tell the truth. And I, I appreciate Plainfield speaking up and just saying, look,
4: mm-hmm.
0: this is what's wrong and it's got to be fixed. Yeah, and and it can be, Mm -hmm. because all is infinite mind, and it's it's infinite manifestation.
5: Zari, can you mute your side, please?
4: Sorry, sorry, sorry. Thank you. All
0: right, Shardell, Bruce?
7: Ultimately, that's what it's all about, truth-telling. It That's why we say these things about the organization, not because we have any spite. We're just telling the truth. We have an affection for truth and honesty.
0: And ye shall know this truth, and it will make you free.
6: And you need to uncover error in order to see it for what it is and destroy it. And there is that
5: thought, as goes as goes Boston, so goes the world. Well, the world's not going well. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and anyone that would keep these precious books in the archives, I, I can't understand that. And, and so that we don't even know how to do a watch. What in the world is that about? I, it's just I can't even understand such a thought. And it, but I didn't know about it until, you know, we came upon it and got excommunicated.
3: Mrs. Eddy, say you're uncovering the vipers' nest?
0: Yeah. Thank you. And you knew this would happen. And it's a false loyalty to, to a, an, an organization that is not Mrs. Eddie's science anymore. The organization is not.
5: These things aren't, are not ours to control or
3: to keep back from people.
0: Thank you.
5: Thank you. So right. I, I want to say, I, I, I said this to Mary yesterday, but uh, I have actually never read read a lot of Martha Wilcox. But i was been reading her this week, and uh, she is absolutely amazing. <laughs> and try and find this from the organization, right? I mean, she was a very loyal member and student of Mary Baker Eddy. But her writings are simply amazing. they are they're, uh, I'm not going to describe them because I don't know how to do it, but they are different than what you're going to read from other people and absolutely worth reading.
0: Thank you. Yep, she was the one originally when we got all these unauthorized books that I, I couldn't put her down. They helped clear up so many misconceptions I had. she She is amazing. Everyone should have that book and read it. Martha Wilcox addresses. Again, we're taught by her. And then I, I love Carpenter. I love them all. They're all very different. But Martha Wilcox, most definitely. Mrs. Evans even taught classes on some of those chapters. I have a book that's so marked up, up by Martha Wilcox. All right, Shardell, you also wrote to, to spoke yeah, to this. Yeah, uh, it was funny. Nancy uh, did. On Galatians
3: 5 about... Uh, we were, we're uh, to love one another, uh, and I found things in Romans: be kindly affection to one another, with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. that in First Peter, as every man hath received the gift, even to minister the same one to another, and be good stewards to the manifold grace of God. and then mark, for even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. And then I thought, okay, I want to, I, how do I want to do this? <laughs> well, the Daily Duties tells us the brotherly love all for mankind and this will release us and we, we pray for others and our watches because we're, we can get beyond uh, the oppression and help others and go back to the Bible, listen to the Bible
0: at our forefathers, like you said. And this is this is serving. This is in serving, yes. And it's giving your life for yeah. this. It's certainly worth it in every way. Yeah. I said in all affairs, be kind in all affairs and always. Thank you. Yes. Kindness. Underrated. <laughs> <laughs> important and, and true kindness. I think it was Dale that sent us something about kindness. It's very beautiful. We should put that back up on the carousel or wherever. Um, I don't think it was a Christian scientist who wrote it, but it, it it talks about the strength that kindness has. It's different than being nice. It's compassion is with it. I love this. One of the articles that Carrie sent me it says, the Christian science textbook Comes neither to destroy, to annul, nor to set aside the words of Moses and the prophets, nor of Jesus and his disciples, but to iterate, to enforce, and to verify them after centuries of dead letterism. It comes as a secondary title declares, a key to the scriptures, with which all humanity may unlock the wealth of saving health hidden during the ages by worldly policy. Scholastic Theology and Superstition. And then again, it talks about, now this is the woman at the well. The centuries rolled on. The master's teaching and healing had been well nigh lost. Because at the well, he instructed the woman what was needed to do. This was the true baptism of the water. And to give up all her worldly beliefs of herself. And she took it. She got it. Um, The master's teaching and healing had been well nigh lost. The wells had become choked with their gross materiality. Their very presence had been hidden from human view in dense tangles of weedy growth. Humanity lagged, weary and thirsty in a wilderness of fear and turmoil. Till the day dawned when a woman, pure in motive and desire, faithful to the call of truth, discovered the living waters of Christian science and used it to such purpose that she could offer it to every reverent and receptive student. This is Mrs. Eddy. This is our science. This is what we offer the world. And what a treasure, how it must be so revered, yes. And it brings us out of these Pharisaical. goes back so long, so long. Uh, it's in the lesson, page two twenty five. Goes on all about discerning the rights of man. We cannot fail to foresee the doom of all oppression. So this is what we we work with. And dear Mrs. Eddie, I saw before me the sick wearing out years of servitude to an unreal master. And the belief that the body governed them rather than mind. And then the lame, the deaf, the dumb, the blind, the sick, the sensual, the sinner, I wish to save from the slavery of their own beliefs and from educational systems of the Pharaohs, who today as of yore, hold the children of Israel in bondage. Realize this. When Eris speaks to you, these are your false beliefs that are trying to hold you in bondage. Get rid of them. We obey the one God, the one God, the first commandment, alone. And if you do that faithfully, this bondage, you will be released from this bondage. Now we're going to (laughs) end with something very beautiful that Dale A. in Virginia sent me. Uh, It's a letter by Albert Einstein, written to his daughter. Go ahead, Gary.
6: Yeah, this is a a letter that Albert Einstein wrote to his daughter about the universal force of love. And the letter was released in the 1980s, along with over a thousand other letters that he wrote to different people. But this letter says, quote, When I proposed the theory of relativity, very few understood me and what I will reveal now to transmit to mankind will also collide with the misunderstanding and prejudice in the world. I ask you to guard the letters as long as necessary, years, decades, until society is advanced enough to accept what I will explain below. There is an extremely powerful force that, so far, science has not found a formal explanation to. It is a force that includes and governs all others and is even behind any phenomenon operating in the universe and has not yet been identified by us. This universal force is love. When scientists look for uh, a unified theory of the universe, they forgot the most powerful unseen force. Love is light that enlightens those who give and receive it. Love is gravity because it makes some people feel attracted to others. Love is power because it multiplies the best we have and allows humanity not to be extinguished in their blind selfishness. Love unfolds and reveals. For love, we live and die. Love is God. And God is love. This force explains everything and gives meaning to life. This is the variable that we have ignored for too long. Maybe because we are afraid of love, because it is the only energy in the universe that man has not learned to drive at will. To give visibility to love, I made a simple substitution in my most famous equation, If instead of E equals MC squared, we accept that the energy to heal the world can be obtained through love multiplied by the speed of light squared. We arrive at the conclusion that love is the most powerful force there is because it has no limits. After the failure of humanity in the use and control of the other forces of the universe, that have turned against us, it is urgent that we nourish ourselves with another kind of energy. If we want our species to survive, if we are to find meaning in life, if we want to save the world and every sentient being that inhabits it, love is the one and only answer. Perhaps we are not yet ready to make a bomb of love, a device powerful enough to entirely destroy the hate, selfishness, and greed that devastate the planet. However, each individual carries within them a small but powerful generator of love whose energy is waiting to be released. When we learn to give and receive this universal energy, dear Lizard, Lisa, Lee Cyril, we will have affirmed that love conquers all, is able to transcend everything and anything, because love is the quintessence of life. I deeply regret not having been able to express what is in my heart, which has quietly beaten for you all my life. Maybe it's too late to apologize. But as time is relative, I need to tell you that I love you. And thanks to you, I have reached the ultimate answer. Your father, Albert Einstein. <laughs> wow. yeah.
0: Thank you, Dale. For- yeah, that's just so beautiful. He saw it. He saw it. And and he read the textbook. And he read the textbook. And this is what we are about. Thank you all for joining us today. Thank you. Thank Thank you you. you so much. Thank
4: Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you you. you. so much, Mary.